जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदन जय ब्रजजनरंजन जय ब्रजजनरंजन जय यमुनातिरवनचारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय यमुनातिरवनचारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय यमुनातिरवनचारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय यमुना तीरवन चारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा कालचंजी राधा कालचंजी राधे जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय
जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तदोजय मुदीर ये नष्टु अभद्रेशु नि भागवत सेवया भगवतीमश्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टुकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चैप्टर ट्वेल टेक्स्ट थर्टी वन स राजपुत्रो वृधे आशुशुक्ल इवोडुप आपूर्यमान पितृभिकाष्टिव सोन्वहनम रिपीट स राजपुत्रो वृधे आशुशुक्ल इवोडुप आपूर्यमान पितृभिष्टाव सोन्वहनम स राजपुत्रो वृधे आशुशुक्ल इवोडुप आपूर्यमान पितृभिष्टाव सोन्वहम ट्रांसलिट्रेशन सह दैट राजपुत्र द रॉयल प्रिंस वृधे ग्रू अप आसु वेरी सून शुक्ले वैक्सिंग मून इवह लाइक उडप द मून आपूर्यमान लक्ष्युरियंटली पितृभि बाय द पेरेंटल गार्डियंस काष्ठाभि प्लेनरी डेवलपमेंट इव लाइक सह ही अन्वहम डे आफ्टर डे ट्रांसलेशन एज द मून इन इट्स वैक्सिंग फोर्थ नाइट डेवलप्स डे आफ्टर डे सो द रॉयल प्रिंस परीक्षित वेरी सून डेवलप्ड लक्ष्युरियंटली अंडर द केयर एंड फुल फेसिलिटीज ऑफ हिज गार्डियन ग्रैंड फादर्स रीड ऑल्सो द नेक्स्ट वर्स फॉर टूडे यक्षमानो अस्वेधे न ज्ञातिद्रोह जिहासय राजलब्धनो दध्यो नान्यत्र कारदंडयो जस्ट एट दिस टाइम किंग युधिष्ठिरा वाज कंसीडरिंग परफॉर्मिंग ए हॉर्स सैक्रिफाइस टू गेट फ्रीड फ्रॉम सिंस इनकर्ड फ्रॉम फाइटिंग विद किंग्समैन बट ही बिकेम एंक्शियस टू गेट सम वेल्थ फॉर देयर वर नो सरप्लस फंड्स आउटसाइड ऑफ फाइंड्स एंड टैक्स कलेक्शन परपट एज द ब्राह्मणस एंड विप्रास हैड अ राइट टू बी सब्सिडाइज्ड by the state the state executive head had the right to collect taxes and fines from the citizens after the battle of kurukshetra the state treasury was exhausted and therefore there was no surplus fund except the fund from tax collection and fines such funds were sufficient only for the state budget and having no excess fund the king was anxious to get more wealth in some other way in order to perform the horse sacrifice 
Yudhishthira Maharaj wanted to perform this sacrifice under the instruction of Bhishma Deva. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Ghananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yenam Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha So, I mean, as we know in this shloka, in this canto and in this chapter, it is about the birth of Maharaj Parikshit. And as we have seen that Maharaj Parikshit was saved by Lord Krishna in this womb when the Brahmastra was led by Shatvama. Of course, it is the duty of, you know, elderly people to train and impart Vedic knowledge in addition to other knowledge. Obviously, just like here we have education, it is also said in Varnashrama Dharma, whether you are a Brahmana, Vaishya, Kshatriya or Shudra, you know, even in those days, it is also important that spiritual and religious practices and philosophies were taught to all citizens. Of course, it is not a perfect state, but still. So one should, as we know, that a Vaishnava can be from any Varna, because it is not birth which determines how one is a Vaishnava, but it is the quality and his activities which determine who is a Vaishnava. So similarly, it is here seen that just as the moon develops day by day, Parikshit Maharaj, of course, with uh, Yudhishthira Maharaj and others present around, was trained. Just to share a little bit more about moon, actually speaking, you know, moon is one of the uh, devatas which is present actually, you know, as we have Surya Devata, we have sun, we have moon. Similarly, one should know that moon is actually the reason for all the growth in today in our planet too. So in Rig Veda it is said, there is a shlokam which describes about moon or soma. It says, Apya yasya sametute vishvada soma vrishviyam bhavavajasya sangate apsume somo abravintar vishvani beshaja vishvasambhuva apascha vishvabesaji Gauri Mimaya Salilani Takshati Ekapati Dipati Chatashu Chatushpati Ashtapati Navavati Babushi Sahasraksham Paramevyo Manne. So it is actually said Chandrama Manaso Jataha in the Vedas that the moon is born from actually the mind. So to understand why the moon is such an important thing and why. Uh, the Vedas also describe about the moon in relation, is because from the moon itself, uh, we see that even when we have five sense organs and we have the, the jnana indriyas and karma indriyas which are present in our body, all the different indriyas which are knowledge acquiring senses or activities doing, and there is the earth, water, fire, air and ether as elements, and there is mind, intelligence and ego, but Obviously, a jivatma is actually only associated with all this. A jivatma can never be independently, independently surviving outside a body. So similarly, when someone quits his body, all these different indriyas, they come together and they shrink. But the mind actually directly connects to the moon, that mind which is part of that intelligence. So this is part of what is described in the Vedas. Also, as I have explained before, that where moon comes into this play and why because as it is said apsume somo abravintar vishwani bheshaja it actually means that the moon is invested you know with the power to actually cure and heal and the water water which is present like for example every sense of touch smell feel is actually associated with every kind of uh, element like from ether, then comes air, and then after air, there comes Agni, and then Agni comes water. Obviously, the the power of Agni is actually invested in, 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 in water, and water or Jalam is actually one of the Adi Devatas of Soma or Moon. So that is why it is said that the power to cure, you know, when we have medicines and all that stuff, is actually coming from Soma, it is the reason why. So this is the insignificance of, you know, moon is mentioned many times in our Shastras. Of course, the moon itself, uh, the other thing is this, as in this shlokam from Rig Veda, it is mentioned, right? Gauri Mimaya Salilani Takshati. So obviously you have Ekapadi, which is the Pranamam when we say Om. And then we have Chatushpa Dvipadi, 
So when we chant Bhagwan's name, and then you have Chatushpati, we have four Vedas, and the eight, the, eighth, the second of the eighth lines, which we say, is all the Puranas and the Mimamsha, the Nyaya, the Nyaya schools of thought. All of this is combined together. So, you know, to think that the the philosophy of Bhagavatam and the Vedas is different from all the other devatas is actually incorrect. That is why even when we say we should not disrespect any other devatas also. You know, in our when yes, Bhagavan Krishna is supreme, but we are all eternal servants and so so are they. The other aspect of description of uh, Bhagavan, because as we know, Lord Krishna is described in many, many shlokams in relation to Poon. So one of the shlokams which actually says is, Yavana me nikhala mamardha dadi bhagatha nishandi bhandam udeti ashvo patapaha tavat vibhavatu tava vaktra chandra chandrada vignuta ma chitta dhara. It says, O Bhagavan, let my contemplation be on your moon-like face, become redoubled with the luster of your face like the moonlight before my limbs, shattered by the attack of death on my whole body. So, Bhagavan says in Bhagavad Gita, as we know, Antakale chame veva swaran muktva kalevaram ya prayati samadbhavam iti nastyatra samshayaha. So, Bhagavan says, if one who leaves my body thinking of me, at that last moment, without a doubt, comes back to my abode. But there is an important word which is mentioned here. It says, cha, antakale cha meva. The word cha in Sanskrit is important. Because it does not mean that one who just comes without ever thinking of Bhagawan and one last minute he thinks like that. This is, for example, people quote Ajamila. But Ajamila is an exceptional case. Ajamila practiced pious, pious activities and was living as a Brahmana and Vaishnava throughout his life. So, that is the point. One cannot just come and say, I just come, you know, you cannot cheat Bhagavan. Bhagavan can never be cheated. One should understand this. Lord Krishna is the cheater of everyone. He is the Bhagavan. He controls everything. So, Hiranyakashipu tried to cheat he wanted to cheat death. But what did Bhagawan do? Bhagawan said that, you know, if you find a way, there are other ways I can find out. So this tells us that surrender to Bhagawan is actually the only way. And how did Bhagawan actually help Ajamila come out to understand this? One should understand that Yamaraj is also one of the Mahajanas and who is actually the greatest devotee of Lord Krishna. By sending the Yamadutas, actually speaking, his you know, Ajamila's inner state of his past consciousness was actually revived. He remembered his past pious activities. And that is why in the state of fear, though his son was named Narayana, he called Narayana. And that is the reason why that Ajamila was able to actually, you know, go back to Bhagavan's abode. Actually, even in Mukunda Mala Sotram, this is exactly mentioned actually. It says, Krishna Twadiya Pada Pankaja Panjarantam Advaiva Me Vishatu Manasa Rajahamsa Prana Parya Samaye Kapata Vata Pitai Kantavaro Dhana Vidho Smaranam Kutaste says, Let my mind, which is like a Manasa, manasa Rajahamsa, royal swan in the Manasa Lake, Enter into the cage of your feet. When my life is about to depart and my throat and other parts are affected by khapa, vata and pitta and, dis- and disorders of the faculties, where is the possibility of remembering you? So the feet, it is your feet actually is what which gives refuge. That is why we say we should surrender to Bhagawan's feet because that is refuge is what gives us the pleasure. It gives us the protection. That is the only way. You know, it is it is a common misconception that one can shelve all the thought of the Lord till the time of old age when well, young you can enjoy what you want. Unless we make an effort in the prime of our life to think of, of Bhagawan, 
one cannot remember Bhagawan at the time of quitting his body. So, yes, Bhagawan can change any rule and law he wants, but it doesn't mean we can, there is a, there is a difference between sincerity and cheating shortcut. Bhagawan understands sincerity. If, even if a person, if a jivatma, I would say a jivatma, not just human being, a plant, animal, any fish, anything, even any jivatma, if it's possible, yes, in the state of karpanyam or meeknessness, if it can surrender to Bhagawan at the time of quitting sincerely, yes, one can go back. And that is why it says antakale cha mameva, rather than saying just antakale mameva. So this is the description which is given about Bhagawan in relation to moon. One of the descriptions. There are other descriptions actually which are also given. So, about Bhagawan, it says, Abhinava navani itasnigdham apita dugdham dhadikana paridigdham mugdham angamurare dishatu bhuvana kritchachra redi tapa pincha guchavi nava shiki pincha lanchitam vanchitam na. It says, May the beautiful form of Krishna, which destroys the sorrow of the world, shining with the smearing butter, sprinkled with the drops of curd, showing signs of recent drinking of milk, fulfill our wishes. So Bhagawan, as Sachidananda Vigraha, his Lord Krishna, his body is always shining, his, his Archa Vigraha, because Krishna and his body is non-different. His body is always shining. So you can imagine, in the beautiful skin of Bhagawan Krishna, in his blackish bluish hue complexion. Imagine how if butter is splashed on to his skin, how it adheres to his soft skin, you know, how it shines. So you can understand the contrast and the beauty. This is how when Lord Krishna was in Gokula, when he was, when the gopis were churning butter, Mother Yashoda was, and how he would go drink milk and he would splatter butter across his body. You know, this is the picture and his head is of course decorated with the peacock, you know, freshly gathered peacock flower. And his body looks like a bunch of flowers on a green tree. This is how Bhagawan should be meditated upon, actually. There is another uh, wonderful uh, by Kulashekar Alwal who says in Mukundamala Sotra, he actually also says that Shirasagara Taranga Shikharasara Tarakita Charumrate Bhogi bhoga sayinaya sayine madhavaya madhu vidvishena maha. He says, O salutations to Madhava, Madhava, the slayer of the demon Madhu, who is reclining on the Adisesha, looks beautiful with his dark form, on which the drops of the milky ocean shine. So you can imagine that when Bhagawan took avataram as kurma avataram, as a tortoise in the milky ocean, and with the Mandra mountain, they were churning. Imagine the nectar which was being churned and it was coming on him. So the, the, the Bhagavatas actually delight in imagining that the Lord left the milky ocean and then came to Gokula to drink all the milk and the curd and butter which is available. So this is what Kulashekar Alvar actually says in the Mukundamala Stotram. You can also see the next, he says, Yam drishtva yam unam pipasu anisam yuho gavam gahate vidyu tavan iti nila kanta than viho yam drishtvam uthan kathate utam sayatam alapa valamam iti chindati yam gopi yam gopika kantikali asasanaisya vapushasa pavani patunaha. He says, seeing the light on his on the body of though of whose body the thirsty cows take it to be the river Yamuna, try to enter, the peacocks become eager, thinking it is the rain. So one can imagine when Bhagavan Krishna imagine that his body is also splattered with this all this milk and curd, and the cows actually come closer to actually lick it. That is how they are attracted to also to Bhagavan Krishna. And the peacocks they see as if it's a freshly, you know, a tree. When, a, when, you know, when you see a color which is so bright, you know, when it rains, the tree becomes fully green. Similarly, seeing that wonderful sight 
on Bhagwan Krishna's body, the, the peacocks actually come, that they are green sprouts on the Tamala tree, and they actually start picking it. But actually this is Bhagavan's body. So it says, the dark hue of the body of Krishna is, emita- is emitting the waves of light. That is what is called Vapusha. And they are being thirsty. It looks like the rain-bearing cloud totally encompassing the light. I mean, you can see, for example, when you have rain, and all of a sudden there is a little bit of sunlight which shines, you know, when it's raining. And that is the brightness which Bhagavan actually emanates in the, in the beauty. So, Bhagwan is actually always trying to attract all of us towards him with these pastimes. But it is us Jivatmas, we have to understand to get closure to him. And for that, we have to surrender to him. We have to chant Bhagwan's name, uh, do devotional service. These are the things. One of the questions which many people actually have is, so wonderful descriptions are given, but why is that, uh, you know... Uh, why is that, for example, why the material creation is created? So, actually it is said in the Bhagavatam, Yan maya cheshtitam pumsa sitai utpati upyaya vyahayi anugrahas tan nivriter atmala bhaya cheshyate The Supreme Personality of God had acts through His material energy in the creation, maintenance and annihilation of His cosmic manifestation just to deliver the living entity by his compassion and stop the living entity's birth, death and duration of materialistic life. Thus he enables living being to return back to his abode. Because sometimes many people ask, is why God has created this material world for suffering? Actually that is incorrect. The material world is unfortunately a place of uh, Dukhalaya Mashashvatam. But actually... They are, uh, Bhagavan says in Bhagavad Gita, he says, Mamai Vamsho Jive Loke Jivabhuta Sanatanaha Manasthanan Driyani Prakriti Sthani Karshati The living entities in this conditional world are my eternal fragmented parts. So due to this condition, they are struggling. And that's why I have created this path. And that is why Bhagavan takes avataram such that he can come and deliver us back. That is the reason why we say yada yadahi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharataha abhyuttanam adharmasya tadatmanam srajanyaham. So that's why Bhagavan comes and takes avataram. So to, to answer many times people question why is that we are suffering. We are not, we are suffering because we have our own prarabdha karma and sachita karma. The question is how can you surrender to Bhagavan and take to the process. Just like what Pralada did. Pralada was completely surrendered to Bhagavan. Everywhere, uh, Hiranyakashipu asked, Prahlad said, Bhagavan is present, whether in the pillar, whether in the stone, any other place. So that is why we should also be surrendered like that. Once we are surrendered, then we realize that all the possessions are actually his. As long as we understand that we are possessive, and yes, we may have some possessiveness which is natural, but if we understand this is all Bhagawan's possession and we are only using for his pleasure, that is when the karma stops, actually. That is the reason what Bhagavad Gita says is yad, yad karosi, yad asnasi, yad juhosi, dadasi, yad, yad tapasyasi kaunteya, tad kuruswa madar panam. You may buy something, you may offer something. Yes, as Bhagawan says, you cannot offer everything, but everything in your life, whether it's your result, every day you get up, you know, even when you chant, it is because of His mercy and we are doing for His pleasure. As long as we do that, the love and prema will automatically develop. That is why Vedeshta Sarvar Aham Eva Vedyo, that is why Bhagavan keeps saying that it is the Vedas which describe me and that is why we should worship Him. Also, uh, there is a little more, one other thing which I would love to share is actually when uh, talking about Pralada, there's a wonderful uh, description which is given when, when Hiranyakashipu, of course, asked Pralada if you are in the pillar, yes, Bhagwan is there, but Bhagwan was already waiting. So, so the question came is, what was Bhagwan actually doing in the pillar when he was waiting? He was actually sharpening his nails, actually. 
But the, the significance of nails is not, he doesn't need to, so the understanding is this, this is the Leela of Bhagavan. To kill Hiranyakashipu, he can snap a finger, actually. But to protect his devotee's word and vow is why he was in the pillar. And, you know, uh, to be anxious to see Pralada, actually. So, uh, a little bit more description about, you know, of Bhagavan Krishna, as we see. Uh, so the shloka says, Ai parichino cheta prata ambho janetram kabara kalita chanchat pinchadam abhir ramam valabid upalanilam valavi bhagadhayam nikila nigamavalli mulukandam mukundam. Oh, mind, you know, think of mukunda continuously, who has eyes like the lotus in the morning who is wearing the moving peacock feather, who is blue like the sapphire, and who is and the go, is the good fortune of the gopis, who is the root of the creeper that is the Vedas. As I said, Vedescha Sarver Aham Eva Vedyo. So, what we should think about our mind is, when we wake up, is how Bhagwan's eyes are like lotus. How, you know, the blue moving peacock feather is looking like a blue sapphire. You know, when Bhagwan plays his flute in the morning, the first thing we should envision is hearing that flute in the morning. That should what our mind should be thinking about. You know, his uh, the peacock feathers, as we say, pinchabhiramam, on his hair, which is curly. You know, kabarakalita, that is moving in the breeze. His body is blue like sapphire. And, you know, he is good fortune, bhagade, bha. Bhagadeya. So, in Sanskrit, you know, there is every word, he says, Buddhiman, Bhagavan. So, someone Bhagavan is Aishwaryasya, Samagrayasya, Viryasya, Tashriya, Jnana Vairagyayasya, Shannam Bhaga Itingana. So, Bhagavan is someone who is complete in full, op- six full opulences, right? All strength, all fame, all knowledge, all wisdom, all uh, and all renunciation. So, all these six come together. So one who says he is Bhagavan is actually should have also and renunciation is one of the topmost quality because in material world renunciation is the most difficult quality to have. To have everything and to quit. So many people actually uh, question uh, in Ramayana that uh, you know Rama came back and uh, you know after what after he won the war from Ravana Sita came back and everything and people uh, question the reason. Oh, some dhobi said, Sita is there, uh, you know, why she has to take Agni Pariksha. So, people generally don't read Shastar properly. In, in even a normal sense, when you have an elected official in the, in the country today, whether it's a prime minister, president, the citizens of the country or wherever, they always want that leader to put themselves even before his own family. It is always like that. So, even today, today they don't do it. But that is the expectation, actually. That if you look at, doesn't matter, right? Just as doesn't know names, but any, any yuga. So, what Rama did is actually, just to keep his word, he says he's ready. He proved for Sita to go through the Agni Pariksha because he said, in order to prove for my citizens, I can do that. So generally people don't understand this actually. People have to read Ramayana fully to understand the essence of it rather than just doubting when someone said, oh she is like this and uh, Rama is so weak. It is actually not weak to sacrifice something of his own family for the nation. No leader will do it today. <laughs> no, There is no leader in today's Kaliuga will do it actually. So the, Rama is the ideal king. That is why he has done it. And he is Bhagavan himself. So he can do it like that. So, uh, then, talking about Bhagavan's flute, we should say, Ai murali mukunda smera vaktara vinda swasana madhurajan se tvam pranamya adya arche adharamani samipam pratatvatvayam bhavatyam 
कथाय रहसीकरणे मदसाम नंद सुनो सेज ओ फ्लूट आई सल्यूट एंड प्रे टू यू टू प्रे टू भगवान फ्लूट हु नोज द टेस्ट ऑफ द हनी ऑफ द ब्रेथ ऑफ द स्माइलिंग लोटस फेस ऑफ मुकुंडा वेन यू गेट इन टू द विसिनिटी ऑफ द जेम लाइक लिप्स ऑफ कृष्णा एंड कम्युनिकेट माई फ्लाइट टू इज इयर्स सीक्रेटली obviously the flute is the is the one which is always closest from the mouth to the ear so that is why by praying to bhagwan's flute is to say please hear my humble request and pass my request to bhagwan krishna so this is what and actually the description of the breath of lord krishna it is called swasana madhu it says nectar like breath our breath is material bhagwan's breath is transcendental it is nectar like breath actually and it says whose face is like lotus vaktara vinda a parallel uh, actually uh, so the flute also like the conch of the lord never leaves lord krishna and he is always keeps it with him hence the bhagavata or the devotee asks the flute to communicate his state of being separated from the lord and persuade him to show his mercy सजला जलदीन वल्लवी कीललोलम श्रितसुतसुरमूल विद्युत उलासीचेल सुरपुकलाकल सानोबिबलील नाता मुनिजाल नौमी गो गोपलाबल से ऐ बोडउन टू लॉर्ड कृष्णा हू इज डार्क लाइक द क्लाउड फुल ऑफ वाटर हू लवस प्लेइंग विद द गोपीस हू इज फाउंड अंदर सेलेस्टियल ट्री who is wearing a garment resembling the lightning who is like death to the enemies of the devas who plays in the minds of the good and who is worshiped by the hosts of devas and sages one thing should know about bhagwan krishna is daya is the mercy so an ocean in a material sense has a known depth but the mercy of bhagwan krishna is un has no depth at all actually that's what one should understand bhagwan takes all incarnations he does all leelas to bring us closer to him it's like for example you know if one has a bank account in the material universe at some point you withdraw the money it will become zero but bhagwan's bank account is unlimited which means he can supply endless amount of karuna that mercy he can always supply it never ends actually and that is why it is said that surrender is done to someone who is having aishwaryasya samagrayasya viryasya atashriya gyana vairagyayashcheva shannambaga itingana so uh, this is this is the description to describe i mean we say that in you know in uh, uh, in damodarashtikam muhuschumbitam bimba rakthadaram me so here also it is said adhara bimba vidambita viduram maduruve nunida vinodinam kamala komalakamra mukham bujam kamapi gopakumaram upasamhe we should meditate on unexcelled krishna whose lip like the bimba fruit puts to shame the coral of his redness who revels in the sweet music of his flute and whose face is beautiful and soft like lotus so that is why we chant damodarashtakam we think about krishna but not to be chanted just one month it should always be meditated because that is what our end goal is as to remember him continuously so when the time is eventually coming we can surrender to him and to go back to his abode so uh, i will just end today's class the description uh, as i said though this is about the maharaj the birth of maharaj parikshit and how he is brought but the real goal of all of this is actually to remember bhagwan krishna so hari krishna if uh, any thoughts comments or people wants to share the uh, non devotees sometimes it looks like they have um pretty good results in life you know like they have all kinds of uh you know they work hard 
and then they they have things to look forward to when they get off work. But Maharaj Parikit seems like he's he he just completely lost everything. You know, he's, his kingdom, he's his 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 his, his, his whole life. You know, he's in the, they say sometimes say that he could have counteracted the curse and lived on and and been able to. He had had a nice palace. He had a you know, really nice situation. So, how was it a good idea to uh, go ahead and just accept being bitten by the snake bird and, and lose everything? Right. I mean, it's a good point, Prabhuji. That is the that is an ultimate surrender, right? Because Maharaj Parikshit is a realized soul. But uh, you know, as we know that. Just as I read in the other slokam, right, where in Bhagavatam, as it was said, right, that uh, the Supreme Personality of God acts through His material energy in the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of this cosmic manifestation just to deliver the living entity by His compassion and stop the living entity's birth and death. So, of course, not everyone can become Maharaj Parikshit in one day, you know. There is countless lives and cycles of birth and death all Jivatmas take. Maharaj Parikshit is a self, is already at a realized state. The moment he ceases, he can realize I can renounce everything. But if you ask people, I won't say just, we should not even use the word non-devotees. In general, if you say, can any one of us can say, take me today, are we ready? The first thing we'll think is, have I, have I written a will? <laughs> You should be go ready to go without a will. Be ready to not forget your cell phone. People cannot even live without a cell phone today. The first thing people say is my cell phone. If Bhagavan calls you. <laughs> right? It, it is, it's the, so Bhagavan knows when the time is right also. Just like we say in Shastra, no one can be forced to love someone. Love has to be naturally developed. And he is the um, he is the father of every living entity. He is our father for everyone. So he determined. That's why he said this slokam from Bhagavatam is so wonderful, right? It says that the whole cosmic manifestation is only for Jivatmas to come back to me. But you know, like a father or a parent may have five children. Every child has to be convinced or you know taught differently, right? The same method cannot be applied to same to everyone. So imagine there are countless living Jivatmas as children. So that is why the permutation and combination of the universe. Like even Bhagavan says in Bhagavad Gita, right, that people may worship other devatas, but eventually they worship to me or they come to me, they get elevated, right? Or as Bhagavan says, the unsuccessful yogi, correct? We should not, that's why I don't want to use the word non-devotee, right? Even there are yogis who may follow some practices, correct? They eventually get elevated, elevated. They may go to some planets. They may come back. They take birth in a pious, you know, activity. So, uh, that is one story. But the the main interjecting point is that's why a Vaishnava is very important. Because if a Vaishnava comes into the picture, and if he is able to give that Divya Jnanam and Prakasham, it can make that Jivatma realize. Like... Srila Prabhupada has done and many other Acharyas have done. Right? That is why they are important. Now, the question is this. Uh, Srila Prabhupada has given but uh, the science or other Acharyas, even Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati and many other Sampradayam Acharyas given. But we have to chant. Prabhupada cannot chant for us. Right? When we say, when we have to take a bath, our Guru cannot take bath for us. We have to take bath. So, uh, but it's a gradual process. That is why uh, uh, Bhagwan assures, actually, when he talks in Arjuna to Bhagavad Gita, right? Why he says about unsuccessful yogi? He doesn't say, you know, because anyone who practices, whether it's karma yoga, jnana yoga, bhakti yoga, right? Even if they are falling 1%, they will eventually start coming from there. Bhagwan never says he goes back to zero. He always retains what he has. But to go from there to the next state, uh, as we know from Shastra, sacrifice is the, sacrifice and penance is the most important thing. 
I mean, for example, in material universe, without sacrifice, one cannot even achieve anything. So, what to talk about spiritual life? Like, you know, if we want to get up in the morning, come to temple, right? Whether we want to attend Mangalarti, we want to chant, or we want to do service. It involves sacrifice, it involves penance, right? So, without that, that cannot... And I think, uh, uh, actually, that that's a good point. It has just come up naturally. So, if you, uh, the, the shloka in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, right, which says, uh, um, what is that, um, it's 1842, I think, uh, this, shamo damas tapa saucham shantir arjavam evacha jnanam vijnanam astikyam brahma karma swabhavajam. So it says, so the the tranquility, restraint, austerity, purity, patience, integrity, knowledge, wisdom, and belief are the intrinsic qualities and of a work for Brahmana. So, you know, eventually we have to come to that stage, right? But you can't expect someone who has no idea of Bhagavan or anything all of a sudden to come to that. But the good qualities which are hard work, sincerity, effect, they are also good qualities, but they don't take them above they may be in Rajo and Tamas, but some aspect of Shuddha. But they have to go to Shuddha Sattvam or at least, you know, sat, uh, mode of goodness. Otherwise, they cannot progress. So, I mean, Prabhuji, as you said, it's a wonderful point you raise. Parikshit Maharaj is self-realized. But, uh, you know, not other people cannot come to that stage right away or be like Pralada. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, they are exceptional cases. We should take inspiration from them. Like what Prabhupada did at age of 70 to come here is not ordinary, right? It cannot be imitated. That's why we say we should never imitate them. We should follow them and try to aspire to, even if we can become 1% like them, then our devotional life is actually successful. I mean, that is how we should say. 1% is what we should think. And never, and we can never overtake them also. <laughs> Thank you for the point, Prabhuji. I could just elaborate that. Nothing else. So, sorry. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Then what pranam? Thank you for the class. I only got a little part of it because I was late. But uh, wonderful discussion also, and I just wanted to add to it what uh, Prabhuji raised as a good point. Um, so I, we can, from a material perspective also, or from today's perspective also, we can look at this situation, which will convince us a little bit more of the action of uh, personalities, elevated personalities like Parikshit Maharaj or Arjuna, like you said, they are elevated personalities. They are self-realized. And whatever they did, they are doing it to please Krishna. But that's from a philosophical perspective. But if we have to convince ourselves of their action, we can look at the results of what transpired after that. And today we are discussing Maharaj Parikshit's uh, Katha after so many yugas and years. So just that act of his sacrifice resulted in so much fame for him and he is part of history now in, in good books, in Shastras and same with Arjuna, you know, uh, if they would, out, would not have acted the way Krishna wanted them to, uh, we would not be talking about them today. So it was for the bigger uh, result that, you know, which would, which would not have been immediate uh, benefit if we think it from a material perspective, but Krishna knows the plans and the results better for his devotees. And that's where he wants us to act in certain ways. And if you do, we get uh, always uh, better results. So I was thinking of that point, you know, that somebody can work very hard, earn money, and Prabhuji also said in his point, looks like they're happy. So that looks like is very important. 
and they may be you know happy in today's context but it's very uh, temporary and it's not everlasting and uh, we can also little bit feel for ourselves what that happiness is because despite having a good quality of life living here in this country and you know doing well in our lives it's it's not that uh, satisfactory most of the times yes we whatever we have earned through our hard work we do have uh, a quality of life but it's not very relishing at every point in time and one more last point um many uh, few years back uh, i was in a association of senior devotees and the topic was 50 years of iskon which happened few years back and the disciples of shrila prabhupad were there and they were talked and some question was asked what was the difference between then when shrila prabhupad was there and we had we, we had this 50 years of uh, uh, iskon journey and what do they see in the near future and where do we stand today and one very important point that one di- one senior disciple made was there was a sense of urgency at that point in time and that goes back to your point of sacrifice people at that time and age never thought of anything shrila prabhupad said something and that that very moment they were ready to sacrifice everything and be on the mission but uh, they said that's the biggest difference in today's time there is lot more deliberation there is uh, there is lot more you know <laughs> slowness in the process that sense of urgency is lacking so they were just sharing their observation that what they have seen that time versus what it is today so it's a sacrifice versus hard work and i think the sacrifice always wins yeah i mean vedas always say sacrifice is number one nothing in world material or spiritual cannot be obtained without sacrifice whether people may think uh, you know today someone's karma he has become so rich but in past lives and karmas he has done lot of sacrifice that's how it is it nothing comes for free <laughs> even spiritual progress we know doesn't come for free so whatever we have accrued or whatever someone is doing as you said it is all previous sacrifice he has done <laughs> but ultimately it is all is only <laughs> nice point thank you proji for sharing okay thank you very much proji thank you for vindraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shrila prabhupad ki jai mitai gaur premanande